This episode is sponsored by two parters that were originally meant to be one thing. <laughs> the Hobbit was supposed to be maybe one, it should have been one movie. They split it up into two. The script was two movies, and then they split it up into three movies, and it was just like all the buildup was in one movie, and all of the payoff was in the other movie like a year later. So completely ridiculous. In last week's episode, we talked about the candles just constantly, and now this week you're going to get to hear the just very exciting, (laughs) totally worth it payoff to that thing you were wondering about. So here we go. Hello and welcome back to the Bargain Bin Movie Podcast where we have part two of our God's Not Dead trilogy review. Note to self, do not split up these episodes anymore uh, and don't do trilogies anymore. People like see, oh, this is a trilogy? I'm not going to click on it. I don't know what it is, but apparently people don't like it. (laughs) So I'm not going to do it anymore. If I have a trilogy, I'm just going to go, all right, God's Not Dead, boom, we're reviewing that. We'll do God's Not Dead 2 some other time. But I'm your host, Gabe Rodriguez. With me last week (laughs) is Susan. And before we get to that, I just want to say that I'm going to implement some new segments into the podcast. I have two that I've decided that are definitely going to be in the podcast. One is called Nitpick rants if you've seen my video on uh youtube where else would it be gabe why do you always say on youtube of course it's on youtube shut up (laughs) i know if you've seen that video where i talk about gamora's snap as of today it's the most recent video on my channel that's basically what a nitpick rant is going to be it's just going to be like some stupid thing about probably about a movie but not necessarily because i'm probably going to do this segment every week (laughs) and it's going to be hard to find ones about movies specifically every week so it's going to be some stupid nitpick that I'm going to rant about for x amount of minutes and then the segment (laughs) will be over (laughs) and I just think it it just sounds like so much fun it's such a stupid idea but I think I'm going to have so much fun with it and I hope that you guys have fun with it as well also, I'm just going to add a question segment. You can ask me about my, me, about my life, about uh, an a, opinion about a movie that I haven't talked about on the show yet. And uh, I hope that it'll give like give me an opportunity to like talk about smaller things that like maybe I, I can't stretch it out into a, t- a whole episode, but um, I could talk about it for a few minutes and... It's completely up to you guys. <laughs> like, uh, if nobody sends in questions, then the questions segment will go nowhere. <laughs> so, uh, just putting myself out there a little bit and uh, giving you guys a little bit of power over the over the podcast. And uh, Troy, please send in questions. <laughs> You're my only patron. Please. All right. Uh, and, and, no, but everybody, please send in questions. I also want to take this opportunity to officially announce that Susan has officially agreed (laughs) to be the unofficial host, co-host of this podcast. I asked her, I'm like, we hang out all the time, Uh, you're my best friend in Ohio, and yes, we're just friends, we're not dating, 
thank you to everyone who respectfully hasn't asked that, but I feel like that's something that people want to ask. We're not dating, but uh, we hang out all the time. We watch movies all the time, and she doesn't hate being on the podcast. Like she said, she actually enjoys it. Wow. <laughs> so uh, I asked her, "Hey, you want to be the unofficial co-host while I'm living in Ohio?" She's like, "Yeah, sure, whatever." <laughs> uh, no, she was she was uh, she was happy uh, for the ask. So. That's great. She's the unofficial host of the podcast while I'm here. When I uh, eventually move away uh, to wherever I <laughs> end up, because I'm not going to stay here my whole life. It's really cold here. Um, then uh, whoever, so, uh, somebody else will probably be the unofficial co-host for a while because uh, d- doing it over like Skype or the phone is just annoying. So... Um, Thank you to everybody who puts up with that annoyance as well. I really appreciate you guys being on the podcast. But it makes it easier if the person's in the room. But I don't want everyone else to go, oh, he doesn't like me being on the podcast. I love everyone being on the podcast. I'm going to stop ranting now. Okay, here's the God's Not Dead, A Light in the Darkness, the second part of our God's Not Dead trilogy review. Here we go. Third movie. You good on the second movie? Oh, we didn't mention the... Is it Chinese? Yeah, Chinese guy. I was sad that he wasn't in the third movie, which is why I'm bringing it up now. The Chinese guy. Mm-hmm. But they I do like have he... a reason for that because at the end he says, I'm going to be a missionary in my own country. Sure. I feel like he should have been the Josh character instead of Josh in the third one. Yeah, but he wouldn't have brought the gospel to China that way. Then make that movie. That w- That's a more interesting <laughs> movie than any of these movies. Uh, I was that's so excited my, when I heard that Josh was going to be back in this. That's third true. One, yeah, I mean, it was definitely why, drew me in. That's why they did that. Yeah, to make people excited. Uh, with all of these movies, I feel like they should have made some some kind of persecution that's realistic in a different country. That would have been re- more realistic. That's what made me think of it just now with the Christian or with the him going to china and being a missionary there i think you're i think you're right i think it is china Mm -hmm. but they have it here i guess for relatability and i get that like it hits close to home because i mean they it's like a repeated scene almost from the first movie of him talking to the girl and when the the girl gets kicked out of her home oh what aisha right yeah right she gets kicked out and then the Chinese guy gets disowned by his dad. Well, that's in, in the, the fir- second. Those one. are both in the first movie, aren't they? Second one. Really? Mm-hmm. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. So I just feel like all these movies could have been more realistic, but whatever. So the the third movie, <laughs> the Which summary, is not God's Not Dead three. It is God's Not Dead. A light, a light in, in the, the darkness. darkness. Unbelievable. We don't understand this. Pastor Dave responds to unima- to the unimaginable unimaginable tragedy unimaginable of having his church located on the grounds of a local university burned down but that's not really what the unimaginable tragedy was the unimaginable tragedy was the fact that his best friend died in the fire right summary doesn't even okay this is a terrible imdb summary but what are you gonna do yeah i mean because to me that was worse than the actual building right they should have they should have at least mentioned that in the thing but who cares i'm gonna open with this movie is the best out of the three and it has the best story 
has the least characters, the least amount of extraneous characters. The who returns from this one? Like three people? Yep. Just the Pastor Dave and Judah. Jude. Jude. Mm-hmm. And um Josh. That's it. Nice. And Josh wasn't in the second one, so Right. I like it. But nobody else is there. And I'm gonna open with this was the most boring. <laughs> That's also three. probably true, honestly. It wasn't as over the top, maybe. No, I think the second uh, the second one was pretty boring though. I now that like I've seen it, it twice, now. it's not terrible. I mean, it's not like completely forgettable. I, I should say, really. But the third one is also kind of forgettable. The second one still has a little bit of what I liked in the first one, where it like pumps you up because it shows you why we believe that God exists or because that's what they do in the trial scenes is they have people come in just uh, I don't know if any of you have seen Case for Christ but it's mm-hmm. it's very similar to that movie in the fact they literally that it have the proves guy from- yeah it proves that Jesus actually existed which is just more of that pumping you up right with knowledge so that you can say why you believe what you believe if someone would ask you right so it's just kind of yeah more in a different evidence in to a defend different your faith. way yeah right and not just like oh god spoke to me or god cured me of this or saved my life or right. whatever it's right. a more like logical <clears throat> way it's more to of actual phys- evidence versus in the first one was more like moral absolutes and stuff like that which is just verbal evidence sure that's more like philosophical yeah evidence yeah um wait so what was your opener boring boring third one's boring (laughs) okay and josh isn't in enough so it's true i guess that was sad i mean he's like barely in it he's not the main character anymore i know but Mm Hmm. but what would he have added if he was more in it eye candy (laughs) (laughs) hey great Let's be real. I figured you were going to say I that. Mean, the lawyer in the second one is good looking. He's very good looking. Josh is good looking in the first one. Sure. So. He's better looking in the third one because no. he's older. No. Yeah. I like him better in the first one. All but right. he's not at all. He's not in the third one enough. Okay. <laughs> there's, there's no there's no more. More eye candy, please. Yeah, sorry. That would be great. Disappointing uh, <laughs> <laughs> unbelievable how dare you uh the third the the, i'm contractually obligated to like the third one at this point because i've said while we were watching it there was there's a scene with the brother who we haven't explained why he's there yet but who cares i'm gonna explain the scene first the the brother is living with it's pastor dave's brother living with pastor dave who is a lawyer right and he's a lawyer and because the main conflict is that the the subpoena thing is done away with immediately the sermon like submit your sermons to the judge ending where pastor dave gets arrested in the after credit scene and is taken to jail because he didn't turn in his sermons is dubbed non non constitutional oh unconstitutional yes Uh uh-huh Unconstitutional. Sorry, it's deemed unconstitutional. So he's released immediately. I mean, that's he's getting out of prison in like the first scene. In the first scene, 
Yeah. Ridiculous. So it was just a waste of time in the second movie. Yeah, like it di- it didn't have any point to it. Right. That's that's what I'm saying. Like it, they shouldn't have put it right in the middle. So, but the but the main conflict is the college where the church that Pastor Dave pastors at. He, they're taking it away, and uh, it's because it this, burned down. It burned down, and somebody died, and a dude died, and the like. Everybody's up in arms and to whether they're like what the they church should shouldn't even it. be on the college campus anymore anyway. Blah blah. blah it's blah, just blah. breeding hate and attracting toxicity. But whatever. it's been there for what his say, whole like life plus multiple generations. Like, yeah, he said probably like a hundred years or something. Yeah. He's like the third generation pastor guy yeah Yeah. so ridiculous like they that shouldn't have been the main conflict or uh, yeah so that's that whole thing is stupid um also the fact that that brick like hit the gas thing and then the uh, the light sparked so that it like oh the light definitely blew up and whatever it's just dumb like it's it's so random and accidental it's just stupid um it's a movie it's mm -hmm. not as bad as the candles that's true okay we're gonna get there but i uh i've said that i'm going to like i like this movie because uh the scene that saved it was the brother uh (laughs) teasing pastor dave for like talking to this girl that he's interested in this lady that he's interested in yeah that works at like the soup kitchen soup okay so the soup kitchen that Pastor Dave like delivers food to from his congregation, and the, uh, they're talking on the phone and watching a movie. Do you remember what movie it was? No, no idea. Okay, they're watching a movie. He's I, for- I keep a movie forgetting that in his bedroom. Right, but they're watching it like together over the phone. They are. I, that's what I felt like. They're yeah. He's like, we're watching a movie. I thought he said I'm watching a movie. Right, but he didn't want to say that they were watching it together. Okay, that was. I the, didn't think they were watching it together, but. Okay. That's what I got out of it. I don't know. I think he was just trying to come up with an excuse. But he was talking to his girlfriend, basically, but on the phone. Who's not his girlfriend who at the time. Is, mm-hmm, at the, They're in that stage. Uh, and then he, yeah, the, just the teasing that goes on was just. The banter. The best. Between brothers. Mm-hmm. It was comical. It was great. There's a couple they're, of scenes in the movie where the brothers have this great banter. Right. Their relationship is the best part of the movie for me yeah it's definitely the comic relief i feel like i like the comic relief in all three of these movies right the best. yeah they have some fun is that is that what we've decided yeah. i feel like you pointed that you out really earlier like every time oh yeah yeah that's true um do you want to get to the candles should should we build this up a little bit more no we should say that till very last because everybody's <laughs> now listening still just because they want to know what we're talking about with candles we just keep baiting them uh-huh okay i think the biggest thing problem that i have with this is not actually my, the wait the second biggest things. because of the candles are <laughs> <laughs> definitely the first thing. i don't think so but they're terrible but the <laughs> camera work in this movie Oh, you bad. didn't like it? No, it's bad. It. Why is everything handheld? Hand. Okay. Was it like so, seasick stuff? Because I didn't remember huh? that. What's what is like stuff? seasick? Kind of? Yeah. 
Well, not like really Anthem that. Lights music video level of okay. moving around, but <laughs> See, just but just like home video. You know how like when you're shooting mm. with your camera and you're moving around, it kind of bounces. So you're like low budget. It's not even low budget because there are times in a movie, even a high budget movie, where you do handheld to kind of like put you in the scene because it's a uh, it's a fight scene or it's like a really heavy oh, emotional yeah. scene or somebody's going to get in a car crash or something like something like violent is going to happen. And that's kind of what handheld is for. It's to make it more visceral. And that, uh, so with like, I wonder if it was like the location, like if they couldn't have the bigger equipment or something like they had to have handheld the whole time. Okay. That speaks to the whole low budget thing. Maybe. Yeah. Um, but in, cinematography has a language to it and so there are certain things you do with the camera that communicate certain things to the viewer and one of those things is if you're Gabe no if you're watching a movie you know (laughs) anything about movies I don't I don't do any like cinematography right nothing to me it's subtle enough where it's not like I was really expecting somebody to punch somebody else like there are scenes in other movies where it's like somebody is like marching towards someone else and it's a handheld shot and I'm like, that guy's going to get punched in the face. And then that's not what happens. Like something completely like he just goes up and has a nice conversation with him. And I'm just like, why was that? Why did that just happen? <laughs> that dramatic. <laughs> right. But so it's not quite that bad, but it's still like, why is this whole movie in handheld? There's no reason for this. Uh, there's also a scene when he's in the church that has already burned down. Uh, like it's, it's not completely burned down, but you know, right. He's in the church and there's like something kind of in the corner of the frame, kind of out of focus. And you're like, and I'm thinking, well, what is that? Like in, I'm already watching because I'm already like this handheld thing is stupid. (laughs) The cinematographer obviously doesn't know what they're doing. So, uh, or it just doesn't have the tools, something. So I'm watching for things. I will admit that. But there's just something in the middle, in the in the, like the corner of the shot, and I'm like, in a better movie, that thing would be important. And like the pastor would like maybe pick it up and look at it, and it would be something that would like inspire him or give him a clue to the the mystery that he's trying to solve or something, you know. But no, it's just a random piece of nothing that's gone in the next shot. And so it was just a mistake. There's just something random. Yeah. So I'm like, this. So that's really, I think the biggest problem with this one is not the story, thank God. It's <laughs> the cinematography. Can't have both. No, apparently not. not. Not when you're the God's Not Dead trilogy, you can't have both. Uh, and then I feel like the, the brother should have got saved. What do you think? Well, it definitely goes with the movies that he would. Although the lawyer didn't get saved either. No, but that wasn't really his arc. I don't necessarily think he... I mean, they kind of implied that he was going to get saved. He was reading his Bible there at the end. Mm. Um, I didn't like the way the brother-brother relationship ended. Like, he didn't answer the phone. He should have at least answered the phone, and maybe we only heard one side of the conversation. But the fact that he just left him a message... And that was it. And we never heard Pastor Dave say anything about his brother ever again. Mm. That was really sad. 
because I don't think they, they should have ended in such bad terms that it right. seemed uh, as it appeared. Right. They should have at least been friends. I agree. Yeah. They should have, oh, well, set up coffee, mm-hmm. you know, And then that would, like, facilitate lunch. him continuing, continuing to, to grow and witness to him. Yeah. Yeah. And that's what I feel like the end of the arc for the rookie lawyer was. That they were kind of like, they knew each other now, and so mm-hmm. maybe he'll come around later. Right, yeah. His arc, I felt, like, ended well. Right. Yes. The lawyer. Right. So, because he didn't get saved either, which is what you said. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah, they didn't necessarily need a whole salvation moment. Mm-hmm. Like, they had two of in the first one. But they definitely, I feel like they should have had the brother's storyline, like, conclude. Right. That makes sense. Because, I mean, their relationship just wasn't good at the end. Yeah, it didn't have any closure at all. Right, and that not was, at all. That was and kind was of a kind of sad problem. because everything else seemed to have a pretty decent closure mm-hmm. throughout the rest of the trilogy. But also, this movie, again, wouldn't happen because Pastor Dave, if he were a real person, would just go, okay, I'll move two blocks away. I think it was just a, per- it was a personal struggle because it was like Then it should have been a personal struggle. sentimental. Mm-hmm. So he was going to fight for the church to stay there. Right. It should have been, that should have been it then. They shouldn't have made it about Christianity and persecution and whatever else. Well, but that's how I feel lawyers like that's and whole, stuff would have pitted it. But Pastor Dave took half the movie to realize that it was a personal vendetta. It wasn't a God vendetta. Mm-hmm. That's how his so it brother, that was the case that his brother was trying to make persecution. In order to facilitate his, like, case. Yeah, possibly. Hmm. Is that? But was that what you were saying? I think that's what Pastor Dave thought it was. Persecution. Yes. But he realized and then it was. He just realized it was. He was just like, "This is. I'm too. This, this is too sentimental." You know what? I did kind of get that. I mean, that's how I feel. It was like, I mean, because he goes through this point where he's like. I'll do anything. He goes on the news and he backstabs the friend of his. Right. That's on the school board. Uh-huh. And, you know, bad things happen to the friend because of it. I don't feel like if he'd have been fully in his right mind mm-hmm. and just lost Mindset. his best friend mm-hmm. and his church, which is his sentimental home. Right. That his last connection to his dad or whatever. Right. That he would have done that. Mm. Okay. Because he would have been, if if only one of those things would have happened, he would have been in a better mindset, and let alone two of them. Right, 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 right. I uh, again, this would have been a better movie if they had like communicated that Pastor Dave thought he was being persecuted, but really he was holding on to his church because it was sent like it had sentimental value to him, and when he grew and like realized that that was his motivation he let go and he let god i don't know he let, let go, go and, he, let and he did and he did the the better thing and just continued right. to i mean because he even punched the kid or got the kid arrested because he was not thinking clearly mm-hmm. the way he just went over and like pushed him yeah pushed him down yeah pushed a kid over i was like you yeah. idiot I mean, it, yeah, with all the cameras, of course, so it was everywhere, which obviously didn't help his case, which he clearly was not thinking clearly. Mm-hmm. Clearly was uh-huh. not thinking clearly. <laughs> Amazing. Good job. Yeah. The, uh, mm-hmm. 
So, so in a better movie, that would have been. I think it kind of goes with the character, though, the development that they had from the first movie to the third movie, because he's just like, oh, well, is me, blah, 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 the whole time. And that's kind of how he was in the third one after the big tragedy happened. He's like. Well, this time he actually had a reason to say, woe is me, whereas the first and second one are just like. But he, because he would do that with minor persecution or minor difficulty, he dug himself way deeper with the actual major one, Mm -hmm. which is why he handled everything so badly. Okay, interesting. I would still argue that that's kind of still (laughs) headcanon. Like, I get it, but it's still... They should have communicated all that should have been the message, I feel like. If that was the thing, that should have been the thing. <laughs> Not just kinda half half the movie is him getting persecuted and then he realizes, Oh, this just has sentimental value. Well, okay, that's fine. I can still if I refocus, I can still minister to these kids two blocks away instead of mm-hmm. on campus. Right. And it'll still be fine. Which he could have been thinking that they wouldn't even let him do it that close if they made him keep it away. I don't know. Right, but the I don't know. In a college district, everything's real close. So I feel like right. you're going to be able churches, to. Yeah. So. There would be something. Yeah. So, yeah. Um. <laughs> One thing that was weird was the principal wasn't the same. And I feel like it would have been the same school. The principal wasn't the same? In the third movie as the second one. The, oh, is that the same school? I feel like it should have been. That was like a high school. Oh, you're right. Never mind. Because it was college versus. Right. College campus versus high school. You're right. So it was a college campus that Josh goes to because he's a college student. Right. And then in the second one, one it's a a high school. school. You're right. Right. But then that begs the question, why did. Didn't the girl in the second one also go to Pastor Dave? Why did she go to like right. a past? Just a, there, there must have been like twenty churches on the way from her house to that college campus. You know, I don't know. Like, <laughs> yeah, that that was why I was thinking it should have been the same principal because like they, you know. But then I was like, oh, you're right. Hmm. Hmm. Interesting mm. plot hole. Hmm. Yep. I loved the judge being Catholic. Because I'm because I'm Catholic, so mm-hmm. just having somebody like barge into a oh mass, yeah when he has to yeah yeah so and I understood that more because I know you uh-huh. like that made more yeah. sense to me like it could it would have been like funnier even if it was like a Pentecostal service and they were just like going crazy in the Holy Spirit and, and he had to like you know inch his way in past all the people waving their hands and whatever <laughs> that would have mm-hmm. been amazing too or even a Baptist service where they're just like you know, halfway through, like, the a gospel hymn, you mm-hmm. know. But that was just a personal thing that I was like, that would be really funny having somebody try to, like, watching somebody try to get in contact Sneak with it. somebody who, yeah, who's in mass, like, in the most important part of the mass. Like, she sat down after communion, and that's mm-hmm. when he, like, I guess she should have been kneeling, but whatever, movies, who cares? So it was, yeah, that was well, great. If- my experience is people are sitting until everyone's had communion. So if other people are still doing it, they could be sitting and then kneel after. That's true. Yeah, because you want people to be able to pass you. So maybe. I feel like the people behind her were also sitting. I don't know. I don't know. 
but yeah, that was great to me. It was funny. Just because of personal experience. It was great. I love the love interest. She's great. Mm-hmm. More comic relief. I guess. And also, I just want Pastor Dave to have a break. Yeah. He cried out loud. <laughs> <laughs> just something. Something good needs to happen to him. Mm-hmm. The... The girl talking to Pastor Dave. Everyone talks to Pastor Dave, and I feel like it's the same scene over and over. Uh, didn't, didn't did, So the girl in the second one also talked to Pastor Dave. We just established that, yes? No, she actually never does. No. Okay. So who talked to her? What? I, well, isn't that what we just said? The girl in the second one talked to Pastor Dave. The girl in the second one talks to the Chinese kid. Okay, same difference though, because it's his church. Yes. So she our, does go to our that point church. still stands from before. Okay, yeah. but um, does she go to the church? She does. Oh, right, right, right. She goes to the church to talk to somebody, not like she's a parishioner or something. Okay, well, got it. She's just sitting there because she's she felt like it was the only safe place, and he was singing and playing the piano, and then right. She said it was a good idea. Somebody else walked into that. When did when did some who who walked in and Jude? The girl is, with cancer walks in. When, Amy. When Jude is like sweeping? Sweeping. He's like, right. Okay. He's like, I'm a pastor sweep. too. I'm also a pastor. Right. Oh, jeez. Okay. <laughs> All right. Yeah, it's Amy. Okay. Amy's I just, it, my point is, I just proved my point. Like, all of these scenes are the same. Yeah. They're just different people walking into the church for guidance. And, like, we get it. I don't, really, the only in church guidance scene that Pastor Dave has is with Josh in the first one. Okay. His other guidance sex- session is with Mina at a coffee house. Mm. Okay. That's also in the first one. Right. Bitch, <sighs> I should have been an anthology man. I'm telling you. <laughs> I guess he, I mean, he talks to the Chinese kid on the sidewalk and in his office. I think. So. Mm, not right, right, in right, the right. Pews or the forty-nine questions or whatever. That's in the second one. Yeah. Yeah, that's great. There's like two hundred and fifty. Actually. One hundred and forty-nine. Pretty sure it's 200. What? Yeah. Wow. Okay. Uh, that scene was great. The whole the whole storyline with the Chinese kid where he has all these questions and then the girl comes in. She's like, I just have so many questions. Can I ask you some questions? And he just has this smile. <laughs> and, he, you know, he's like, yeah, go ahead. And so they <laughs> talk about it. It's like he had just asked all those questions himself. Yeah, that was cool. Which was really cool. Cool way to tie that together. I did kind of like, I was like, we already had two like mentor characters in these films the two pastors mm-hmm. and now we have three <laughs> great josh well no because oh, i'm getting them all mixed up now the chinese kid talks to the girl in the third one mm-hmm. second one second one he's not in the third so one. jude wasn't dead so i was right so there's three mentor characters at that point because he right. transitions into like a mentor character right okay so I was right. And then he yeah. goes off to be a mentor in his own country. Right. There you go. So I was like, oh, we don't need another one of these guys in the church giving advice to people. Come on. <laughs> we already have two characters who do that. Well, we have one. Hmm? Pastor Dave never really does it. No, oh, jeez. He did it in the first one. That's his job. Yeah. And he at least, like, talks about. That's it? That's all you got? Yep. Yep. <laughs> That was pretty good. It, it could have been. If you don't like that one, if you don't get it after that one, check out this scripture too. Mm-hmm. Unbelievable. You should have at least told him the scripture. It would have saved us a scene. Then he, Josh No, I like it because if the kid was really serious, he had to look it up. Okay. All right. 
more likely to remember <clears throat> if you have to do the work. It's true. It is true. The line would have worked better. That's it. Yep, that's it. This would have worked better if he had told him. Because I'm like, what's it? <laughs> I won't know until the next scene. Just saying. Okay, so uh, Reverend Roland, apparently it was the the other like African-American pla- pastor. Was he African-American or just African? Because I feel like he had an African I don't know because... Yeah, I don't know. Because like... Pastor Jude is African. <laughs> right. He doesn't normally live here. Anyway, uh, Professor, or Professor, Reverend Roland is doing like a ridiculous accent, in my opinion. He's this really over the top, like, Baptist preacher. Because I've seen him in, I was like, say, I've, I've seen, seen this guy before. He doesn't have an accent. Right. Do you know where he's from? Uh, I, don't I was yelling about it earlier, completely out of context. I don't remember. Remember the Titans. Oh. I don't remember the Titans. <laughs> is he the kid? No. He, what? I don't know who he is in it. Oh, oh, no, no, no. I was like, wait, what kid? The He is the assistant assistant uh, coach. Okay, yeah. Like mm-hmm. he's I know who it is. Mm-hmm. Assistant def- defense coach or something. I don't know. Defensive coordinator. Something. Right. Yeah, in Remember the Titans, and he doesn't have that kind of accent in that movie. He has like right. a very southern, normal southern accent. Yeah. Then whereas this one's like over the top, like something else, fifties <laughs> Baptist preacher or something, just ridiculous. But I do like, I do like seeing him because I I like his uh, his character in that movie, and it's kind of like ties over into his a little bit. Yeah, so I liked seeing him, but I was like, that accent is ridiculous. Okay, the candles. That's what we're, we're down That's to, it. the candles. Mm-hmm. This is it. Do you have this anything? is what you've all been waiting for. <laughs> Do you have anything else you want to say before we reveal the candle scene? Um, Everyone already We didn't even talk about the scene. people with the kid with the brick or anything. I That's thought true. it was kind of, oh, we didn't say my favorite part. Wow. I liked it. Okay, all right. More suspense. Good. More suspense, yeah. More <laughs> well, let's talk about the, the candles. Let's talk about the atheist kid first. <laughs> the kid with the brick. Uh-huh. It was annoying that they went back in time. And showed it. Mm-hmm. And they were from like, his perspective. Here we go. Here's a fire. It wasn't it was like a normal movie for the first like ten minutes and they, it was like Yeah, I didn't like the back. Fourteen days flash. earlier or whatever. I don't know. It was Fourteen like hours. Four hours yeah. or something. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Um yeah, it, I, I didn't, what I didn't, my favorite part about the movie kind of ties in with one of my least favorite parts of the movie. Okay. Because it's the same character. So the girlfriend of the atheist, mm-hmm. who's supposed to be a Christian. <laughs> right? Does she not? She, uh, she, it's really weird because, and this is why I don't like it, because when the atheist kid throws the brick in, Jude, Jude, mm-hmm. Jude dies because of it. Mm-hmm. He tells her, and her first advice is, "Don't tell anyone." Mm. Would that and not be like, your first advice? Absolutely not. <laughs> <laughs> I would say tell somebody and tell somebody now. Because I mean, I, I know how that guilt would work. That would eat you alive forever. Mm. Um, right. I might not say go to Pastor Dave about it, but. Right. I mean, I would probably tell Josh, honestly, as her character. I would say we need to tell Josh. 
Interesting. And then ask him what to do and or then, something. Yeah, yeah. Gets, find out what he says the best advice. Because she's too tied in with Atheist Kid. Brick. Mm-hmm. We'll call him. <laughs> with Brick. Um, <laughs> but my favorite part of the third movie was also... Oh, wait, wait, this. hold on. I figure, I think that I would have, at that age, I would have freaked out and told him not to say anything until we can figure out what to do. Right, but they weren't trying to, that was the thing. They weren't trying to figure out what to do. Right. She was just like, make don't it go away. Don't tell anybody anything. We're just going to live our lives as normal. Okay. Which you can't do. Right. I'm not sure I would have known that at that age. Maybe. I hadn't had anything really, like, bad happen to me or anything that was, like... But, see, he didn't do anything but throw a brick through a glass window. Right. Okay. Sure. It's not like he maliciously killed Jude. Right. It was an accident. Right. I mean, he meant to break a window, but he didn't mean mean to kill a man or burn down a building. Exactly. And if he had just turned himself in right away and said he was just mad and threw the brick, I don't think he ever would have gone to prison. Yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. That makes so, sense. And Pastor Dave probably would have recovered easier, knowing there was, was this accident. kid who's struggling with his life walk and right. stuff. So I just I just don't like the fact that the Christian girl who's supposed to be setting the good example for the atheist brick <laughs> is like giving him the worst advice. I, I just didn't like that. I felt like if she was gonna give the she advice, the cr- other friends should have been there too encouraging it and she agreed not that she should have been the one absolutely saying you can't do this i can definitely agree with that that's what i didn't like she was the literal mastermind quote unquote behind the don't do anything that would have fit with her whole like um her whole deal at that point was she was having a crisis of faith and so her waffling back and forth between does god exist does not does god not exist um and her not being the like main actioner of that this is the idea this is what we're going to do that right. would have been right it didn't with go that. with my favorite part of the movie which was the fact that she said at the beginning that she couldn't hear god she was praying and she was kind of frustrated and she's just like crying out to god being like why can't i hear you anymore right and at the end of the movie she could hear him again right and that was that's something that for me personally I could relate to because I've uh, over the past few years struggled with something that I feel like has made my relationship with God a little bit more distant or I can't hear from God the same way that I used to be able to. So I could relate to that. Right. And I just appreciate the fact that at the end she could hear God again. It was just like, oh, that's awesome. There's hope for people who feel like they can't hear God. Right. So that was my favorite teeny tiny little thing about the movie because <laughs> <laughs> you could relate to it. it yeah right that makes sense and that's cool um i don't know if so um just to kind of what i kind of think of just people that saying that they can't quite hear from god or you know that they can um that just that f- uh feeling close or far from god's not really an indication of like what's actually true what's actually happening god never like leaves you you might move forward or you know away from god but that's done through either sin or just like not Not having a relationship with him (laughs) at all yeah just not praying at all um 
or not focusing on God at all, that mm-hmm. would also move you clo- uh, further away from God. Um, but, and also the thing that Pat Boone said before that the teacher is quiet during the test. So that's another right. reason that you might feel farther away from God. Um, and that's one so thing I liked I just, about the girl too was at, when she was saying at the end that she could hear God again. She said, I know that you were always there. Right. And that was good. Because it was like, yeah, I know that God is always there. Sometimes I just have a hard time focusing or listening. Right. Or, or believing that quiet. I can hear. Right. And sometimes that's just what I need to do myself. Mm-hmm. Just to be quiet. Just be still and know that he is God. That can be very powerful. Right. And I think the real test is like trying to hear God when it's harder and it's not just like you're you have like a great life and everything's going fine right. and you're just like praying for something easy you know right or praying for like an easy answer that it, even if you that were wrong you want right or even, even if you weren't wrong even if you were wrong it wouldn't be that big of a deal type mm-hmm. of thing yeah that's like an easy answer where you, people are comfortable saying I can hear from God right but that's not the real that's not the real test and i feel like people um and you can go ahead and remind me of this when whenever this happens to me <laughs> any any of you really but like that just just because it's harder doesn't mean that god is farther away from you or that you can't hear god you just have to try a little harder right so yeah so but i i did like that she said that god was never far from her but that it was just that she couldn't it was her thing it wasn't that god was farther away yeah and but i don't know if it was really i think it was just her emotion in the movie it just came across as yeah she was scared and she was being pressured or whatever she was hanging out with people who didn't believe so (laughs) right no she was skipping out on the good influences to hang out with the bad influences, it sounded like, because Josh hadn't seen her for a while. Right. And that's not to say you shouldn't ever have atheist friends either, but, like, you Right. But make sure you balance that with some people right. who build it's you up. It's going to be really hard to hold on to your faith if you're only around atheists all the time. Right. Yep. So, that was good and bad. You're Th- done? There you go. Mm-hmm. Which brings us to the candles. <laughs> okay. So at the end, at the very end, everyone is protesting. Mm -hmm. Everyone's protesting (laughs) in front of the burned down church, right? Yes. And and they're each on one side of the sidewalk. So the Christians are on one side, the atheists are on the other side. And there's cops, and there are like actual there's like rope or something, caution tape set up. The like separated the sides. They had like concert style dividers didn't they something like that i mean there were definitely divide you couldn't get onto the sidewalk from either side without right. going up over under something right sure and uh everybody was yelling right everybody's yelling yep not like the uh second movie where christians are quiet and the atheists are loud this was everybody's like just chanting right and that was at least Realistic. More realistic, yes. Yeah, that was good. And nobody wanted to wa- uh, listen to Pastor Dave when he first got up Which there. was good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then, like, the dean or whatever, his friend his got friend up. His friend that he dissed earlier and they made up mm-hmm. later. 
got up and said, guys, let's listen to what he has to say. Right. And did I mention Pastor Dave's whole like aha moment was just really stupid because we didn't even really see it. We just see him have it, but we don't hear it. We don't get what's going on. He's not monologuing or anything. He's just in the church and then he goes or something. And then. Oh, yeah, because like, we don't know what he's thinking. We know nothing. We don't know if he like saw something that triggered something. Nothing. Nothing. I think it was that scene where I said there was There's like a like random of thing on of nothing. Yeah, <laughs> random piece of nothing in the corner of the shot. So yeah. that was poorly done because I can't even tell you like, oh, that was a realistic like turn for him or not because we don't know what the turn was. Right. So it was just, it wasn't even poorly written. It was it just wasn't written. <laughs> it's not in the movie. So it's just kind of dumb. Right. So, yeah, didn't even mention that, but that's a thing. So, but he realizes that he's just being sentimental about the church and uh, decides to do the sensible thing and let go. Not sue the kid. Right. And let go of the church. Yes. And he's, and he's trying to tell everybody that, but he can't do it because they won't listen. And then they finally listen. And then he hands out candles. And everybody, His girlfriend hands out candles. Sure. His girlfriend hands out candles and they all light candles. And they have a candlelit service instead of like an angry night. mob, like, oh. yelling and, and protesting. It's a, Like, every single person takes a candle. and every Well, first off, every single person stopped talking. Everybody shut up, right. When the Dean right. came up and said, we need to listen to what he has to say. And then... And nobody yelled anything. Yeah, nothing during it. No, like, random shouts or whatever, which probably would have been more realistic. Mm-hmm. And then... He probably would have lost the crowd halfway through his speech. Number one, why did they have those candles? Number two, they pass out <laughs> these candles. <laughs> he planned that. <laughs> yeah. It was, just this, it was like, it's such a dumb plan. Like, how, why would you think that these candles were going to work? Because they did. They did, but... Because it's a movie. <laughs> So they pass all these candles, and then of course they light them, and it's just like it's literally like the candlelit service at church, mm-hmm. Christmas Eve. It's like all the angry all people insane. were just totally fine with the candlelit service. Yeah, and then like Nobody all of a sudden, f- everyone's like happy. Mm-hmm. Nobody lit the. And the I thing I on fire feel again. like ha- half of the atheists became Christians right then and there on the spot. It almost I know, seemed right? like. It turned like around the, the two one, friends that were right. not so great influences. They mm-hmm. were like all on of a camera sudden, together like, saying on, that, oh, yeah, this is a good it's a great yeah, guy. What a great guy. Yeah, Recording it the whole time because they have been recording and like the whole movie. Mm-hmm. And it's just like. What was the well, motivation how did this for this? Ha- there was no way. Most of those people, especially on the atheist side, wouldn't have cared a lick, lick uh-huh. about what Pastor Dave had to say. Even if right. it had been for their benefit, they would have assumed he was not going to say anything that they cared about, and they would have just not listened to him, let alone taken a candle and lit it. And be right. like, oh, okay, we're all on board with this. Mm-hmm. Or if he hadn't immediately said, I give up, or, you know, I'm, they w- he would have had to say something snappy. Right, that got their attention. Right. If and he, he had said that, that would have made, made sense. Like, I give up, I give up. All right, I've got to stop, you know? Mm-hmm. And then the atheist would have shut up. But it was like he just said a nothing speech about, you know, him giving right, up. He didn't say like, he was going to give up until the end. It was this whole, like, soliloquy beforehand for no reason. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Whatever that means. <laughs> like this flowery speech about nothing. Right. About his whole journey and why he's doing it, but he didn't really And he say does it. this after his brother leaves. 
mad. Right. And I guess the brother only had to leave mad because this was going to happen. Because otherwise they would have beat. They were winning. Right. I mean, it, it was just weird. That it, makes the, sense the, now. The conclusion was kind of like. <laughs> they would have won. They would have kept the church. They were winning. Yeah. But the brother was mad at something else that the. Just something stupid. Oh, because he punched the kid. The brick. It wasn't even that, though. It was just like they were they not were getting along. They were losing after they punched the brick. Really? Mm-hmm. Interesting. That, like, they lost all their traction. Okay. Well, then that happened so that the brother would get mad and, and leave, leave, and then right. Pastor Dave had to do something else instead. Right. So, yeah. Well, maybe the story's not so great. I don't know. <laughs> it didn't end <laughs> very well. It did not end well. It just doesn't, but it doesn't have all those which, extraneous characters. If you know anything like. about me... I need things to end well. That's why I like certain things. But you like happy endings. It's not just like it, the ending makes sense. What? De- okay. Well, you haven't told me that. Well, it just depends. Like White Collar, the show. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to spoil this for anyone, so just don't worry. But White Collar ends well. Not necessarily the way that I would want it to end, but I still like it. It's not the happiest ending ever, but okay. Hmm. All right. I would have to, you would have to, you can tell me off air what the ending of white collar is and maybe I'll understand a little better, but sure. So you, but you like the ending to be good regardless of. I like it to make sense to the character. Right. Or the story. And you like happy endings. I do like happy endings. Yes. Right. Definitely prefer happy endings. Okay. Which is kind of a happy ending, but it doesn't make sense. Right. <laughs> okay. Well, there you go. Rank. I like the end of Castle, too. Mm. Okay. It was weird. Castle. Right, right. Mm-hmm. But. It's not, but it's not the happiest ending again. Well, it kind of did it. Don't. They kind of ended it both ways. You kinda, Oh, right, they, right, right. I remember you telling me. They ended it happy and they ended it sad. Okay. So you could have gone with the Romeo and Juliet ending, or you could have gone with the Cinderella ending. Yes. Yeah. Happily ever after. Mm-hmm. Okay. You have anything else in the third one? Did you? Oh, it was, we didn't, all, it was still my didn't entire really family's about... favorite out of the three. <laughs> it was my least favorite out of okay. the three. It's the best made movie, though. That's all I'm saying. But it's not shot well, according to you. It's not. I just think that the story is the least egregiously terrible. Mm-hmm. Like it has the least amount of like glaring errors. <laughs> okay. Yeah. It's like I just thought of something that I w- brick. Do we talk about brick anymore? Then we didn't really. It's just he. He's still an atheist at the end. Probably they they got together. They I were, would feel like he wouldn't broke be. Up. Mm. They broke up and they got together back together for no reason. I mean, he went to jail, I guess, but... Well, it was weird because they broke up and then he did something horrible and they were back together. Right. When he did the horrible thing. Like, that Mm -hmm. didn't make sense either. That was that whole... That was still more of that her saying, don't tell anyone. Oh, okay. Mm -hmm. It it was just like, no. (laughs) That doesn't go Right. Right. Yeah. So, but you don't think he was an atheist at the end? I feel like he was definitely leaning towards not, especially considering the other two seemed to appear like they were leaning towards not as well. The friends, the couple. Mm-hmm. 
Sure. So. Okay. Cool. Did you have? Did you find your other thought? Um, I was no, I'm still searching for it. Okay. Do you want to? So it's okay. We're just no. gonna. We're just gonna leave it. <laughs> it's, it's, it's. We can fine. edit it in later if you remember. <laughs> okay. uh, do you want to rank the films now? Oh, for me? Yes. Like on a scale of one to ten. Uh, you can do that, or you could just. Uh, oh, like favorites. first, second, third. Mm-hmm. First, second, third. One, two, three. Wow, they just got worse as they went along. Yeah. That makes sense. I love the first one. The right. first one is my favorite. So, and like I said, the third one's to me the most boring. Okay, I think I like the third one the best. It is the most forgettable. You're you're right. Um, but also I've only seen it once. I've seen mm-hmm. the second one one and a half times, and I've seen the first one like four times. Mm-hmm. So, we shall see. But the first, the third one, I feel like is the most well made, the best made. Uh, the second one and the first one are about the same, I feel like, in terms of quality, especially, like, story quality. Maybe the first one's a little bit worse, story quality-wise. Yeah. And, but also the second one's almost more forgettable. But again, I've seen the four, the, the first one four times. So... The first one just has a lot going on, so there's a lot of different things you can remember. The second one is mostly the courtroom. Mm-hmm. All right, so I'm going to say the third one is the best, the first one is the second best, and the second one is the worst. So third, first, first second. second. It would have been first, second, third for me too if the third one hadn't just had a more concise story <laughs> than ever, the, than the other ones, and it does. So there you go. Did you, did you want to rank them each, give them like a one out of ten? Do you have that off the top of your head? I didn't, like, prepare anything, no. Okay. Because I don't want to do that. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I like this. This one's good. (laughs) Okay. Okay, then. We're going to wrap up this incredibly long uh, episode. Should we break (laughs) this up? Nah. Two hours? (laughs) Fix it in post. We are done here. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, You can find me at Gabe in the Box. Uh, Thank you to Troy for being a patron on patreon.com that's patreon.com slash gabe in the box i really appreciate it um check out my new video on my youtube channel it is the snap in (laughs) i can't even remember snap the snap infinity war that no one talks about and (laughs) it's just a funny nothing video uh, but it's it'll only take like a minute of your time, and it's fun. <laughs> uh, I don't even know about that video. Like I'm just like it was funny to me in the moment, and so I did it because I had some time before. Oh, before recording a podcast with my good buddies Gabe Burnham. I want to say Bonham. I don't know his last name. It's uh, at uh, Weird Name Prod on Twitter. Uh, he has uh, a new podcast called Weird Name Pod, and it's great because uh, I was on it. Also with uh, Gabe Miller at Gabe Miller Music. He does some really cool electronic music. I know nothing about music, so I don't even – like you even hear that during the episode. It's great. I had a lot of fun uh, like being on the show, and as my brain goes to sleep, I would ask you to go over to YouTube and uh, listen to that. Susan, where can they find you? 
<laughs> only on Twitter <laughs> at prov thirty one Susan. <laughs> hmm. Mm, he's trying to get me to change my handle because I actually did think of a funny one. Yes. So if I do, it'll be at only on Twitter. <laughs> and it's available. It's few enough characters, and like, I think it's like, hilarious. Please. <laughs> please, I think it's great. I love it. Um, and that's it. Thank you, everybody, so if for you can't listening. Find me at Prop Thirty One Susan. Yeah. At then she's she's moved over. Okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Cool. <laughs> Goodbye, warm, everybody. Everyone. <laughs> yeah, stay warm. It's January. It's cold in Ohio. Ugh. I had to dig my car out like twice now. Not really dig it out, but in like twenty four hours. But like scrape away all the ice and snow and bleh, garbage. It's cold. Ooh, uh, welcome to Anchor. I believe this is the first. Uh, episode that is on the new feed mm-hmm. so I should probably have put that in the beginning maybe I will <laughs> maybe you already listened to it but welcome to anchor thank you for subscribing to this feed I really appreciate it you don't have to listen in the anchor app so if you are you can go back to whatever else you're listening to it in uh, it's it's convenient that way so thank you for listening and goodbye bye God is good. All the time. (laughs) And all the time. God is good. (laughs)